Guardian Unlimited. Girlfriend, <laughs> small world. I love what you've done for the curtains, love. Hello. Hello, and welcome to today's edition of The Heckle. My name's Brian Logan. And my name's Lucy Porter, and this is The Guardian's comedy podcast from the Edinburgh Fringe. Today we're sitting in the Pleasance Courtyard, being buffeted by arctic <laughs> winds. Cold. So in this edition of The Heckle, you can expect to hear some of the following sounds. It's about being different. And what the hell do you say to that? So to kick off, we sent Brian down to the assembly rooms to meet two giants of the comedy circuit. Well, they are compared to me because I'm really short. Um, I'm talking about Mr. Andre Vincent and Mr. Phil Jupitus. Phil Jupitus, Andre Vincent, you have a new show in which I gather you're playing Tweedledum and Tweedledee, so can you tell us all about that? We are playing Tweedledee and Tweedledum. If anyone listening to the cast can tell us any other two fat characters from fiction, Hardy and Hardy was the only other option we had. That's correct. When Andre first said to me five years ago, let's do a play as Tweedledee and Tweedledum, and it's called Waiting for Alice. I went, really, what's it about? He went, I don't know. You write it. And so, basically, Tweedledee has decided that he's had enough of being in the book. That's what the play is about. We have had one review that did say we are the waiting for Godot for the PlayStation generation. Which he likes because he likes video games. Is there anything of the PlayStation generation that you wouldn't be happy to be called? Um... What would it be? Uh, I guess the Burkoff. <laughs> the Burkoff of the PlayStation generation. That would annoy me immensely. He's not dead, so he's the Burkoff of the PlayStation generation. Oh, I'm sure somebody... No, a lot of people... You know how you know how lazy journalists are in Edinburgh? It's not lazy. They're just put under pressure. It's the number of shows here that have to be written about. I, I don't envy... You know, the motoring guy will suddenly have to go and look at... <laughs> yeah, look at ballet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really understand it, but uh, there was some... It shifted between acts like the easygoing gearbox of a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> when you got the fishing man from the Scotsman reviewing your show, just in case every once in a while I mention trout. <laughs> so is it, it's much more a play than a stand-up show, or is it something... Oh, it's a play. Excellent. Waiting for Alice is a play. Yeah, Comedy drama. There's gags in it, they're all jokes. But it's a play, and so when we did the warm-up, some people were quite shocked, I think. Bournemouth. One of the warm-up gigs, yeah, in Bournemouth. Uh, uh, but the room's a comedy club, and we had to try and get a theatre vibe about it. And so your play's beginning, and the lights go down, you walk on stage, and some guy in the front row went, <laughs> Can you explain why you've come to do this show? I gather it's to do with the fact that you sometimes get mistaken for each other. Yeah, it's uh, something that's happened for the last 15 years since we've both been doing stand-up. We were at the Latitude Festival only a month ago and we were walking down the field. We suddenly heard a bloke go, oh, there's Phil Jupiter's. Oh, let's get a photo. Come on, everyone. And it's had the whole family. We stopped, turned around and looked at them and the whole family gathered around me. And then, to cap it, gave me the camera to take the picture. <laughs> I did have a woman come running up to me and go, oh, Phil, sign. I went, I'm not Phil. She went, but sign my breasts. I'm Phil Jupiter's <laughs> for some reason. And then he put my address... <laughs> personal star details, sign. star sign, <laughs> nine L's on the fill. It was uh, as long as he could keep that pen there. I mean, the, 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 the most silliest one, I suppose, was um, I went for an audition of all things Holby City, and uh, they were all, oh yeah, you're perfect for it. Oh yeah, exactly what we're going for—a Phil Jupiter's look-alike. And I went, well, Phil's interacting. Why don't you know? Why, I don't understand why you didn't give him a ring. Oh right, oh we never thought of that. But no, you'd be perfect for the part. Then I never heard anything. And then he rang me up and said, I've got a part in Holby City. <laughs> There we are. So you're also doing a show about Charles Dickens? This yeah, year. not about him so much as just reading his work. 
what I want originally wanted to do was just read uh, great Scottish fiction but Dickens used to read here and I suddenly went I've never read any Dickens and then I suddenly thought well what a way to discover Dickens live in front of a crowd it's absolutely amazing the language and everything although I did get heckled today but that was just because I mispronounced uh, oleaginous <laughs> There's a whole new league of heckling. It's the most literary heckle you've ever This had. is it. I'm now getting heckles on uh, basic diction. I just didn't notice it as I ran up to it. And I went, and this bloke at the back went, Oleaginous. Phil Jupiter's Andre Vincent, thank you very much. Thank you all. An example of Dickensian heckling there. Lucy, I was going to ask you if that had ever happened to you, but I don't have great expectations of a positive answer. Oh. And do remember to send us your heckles to podcasts at guardian.co.uk or leave them on the blog page. My worst heckle was where a man poured a pint of his urine over me. Another time I saw a bloke got arrested after he came off. It seemed like a heavy-duty heckle. He was a wanted man, apparently, and they spotted his name in the listings. Uh, but in a way, the hardest heck was when a bloke said to me once, I think you are very nice. And what the hell do you say to that? Anyway, from one Phil to another Phil, this one's Phil Nickel, who's been a fringe fixture for the last few years. Brian, you spoke to him the other day, I believe. I did indeed. I'm looking forward to his show this year. Like last year's award-winning Naked Racist, it's an hour-long comedy story. And he told me it's inspired by a chance meeting with a Japanese Rolling Stones enthusiast. Well, here's a sneak preview. We have breakfast, and I take him out on the town. This is fucking awesome. I love London. I've lived there for about nine, nine, ten years. It's a fucking ugly city with a lot of ugly people in it, but I love the place. And we wander around. He loves London so much, we start speaking to each other using the Japanese English dictionary. I take him to the Tower of London. He's got a camera. He's got 700 rolls of film, and he starts taking pictures of the beef eaters, of the, of the, of the wall, of my shoe, of that bottle, of everything. And I think this is quite funny. So as we're exchanging words in the dictionary, I show him one. I show him the word... <clears throat> stereotype, <laughs> which in Japanese translates as stereotype. <laughs> and he's like, no. I'm like, yes, stop. So he goes, stereotype, yes, stereotype. He's like, no, no, me no stereotype. Me no stereotype. You stereotype, like a me stereotype. Yeah, you, London. London, London. We think this is hilarious. So for the rest of the day, I start acting like a Japanese stereotype. And he starts acting like a Londoner. At one point, he even buys a Burberry cap. He becomes super chav, right? And we're going to hear lots more from Phil Nickel in tomorrow's heckle because I'm going to meet him for a bit of sushi. Phil, of course, won the inaugural If.Comedy Award last year. This year's awards were launched yesterday with a party attended by all the movers and shakers, judges, promoters, venue managers and liggers, in which capacity we were also invited. It was a fancy do. They'd even laid on crackers filled with ironically awful jokes. What do you call a flamingo at the North Pole? Loth. What beats its chest and swings from Christmas cake to Christmas cake? Tarsipan. What do you get if you cross a sheep in a rainstorm? A wet blanket. Hey! hey. This is my favourite cracker joke of the day. How did the baker get an electric shock? He stood on a bun and a current ran up his leg. I'm giving that one to Jim Jeffries. <laughs> anyway, while I chowed down on second helpings of the cardboard chicken, Malnourished podcast producer Fran accosted the bigwigs to get their hot tips on who might win this year. Tom Basden. Kitty Flanagan. Ivan Brackenbury is a possibility. Mickey Flanagan. Sister Psycho is fantastic. 
I think that Mark Watson, I think, is his best show. Izzy Sutty. I've heard nice things about Izzy Sutty's show. Brendan Burns' show is meant to be superb this year. I think the time is right for a female to win. They're still in the minority up in Edinburgh, and they really have to still work twice as hard as any male comic up here. So obviously they're looking for someone who's funny, but what else are they looking for? It's about being different. There's many, many great comedians that can do 30 minutes of very good material, and then they have a lacklustre last 30 minutes. So really, it's about being unique. I think they're looking for something that will show a bit of vulnerability, something that's got a story. What's the point of the awards? The awards, I think, have changed a lot over the years. It started off very much about, it wasn't stand-up comedy, it was sketch comedy, all that kind of thing. I think it is a great boost for a performer. The point of them is that it gives comedy a identity. The Fringe Festival doesn't get enough coverage at all. As much as some people scorn them and think that they affect the last week of the festival for other people, it really does launch people's careers and it makes the world kind of look at comedy and go, OK, that's, you know, that's the person that we should be looking out for now. And they are incredibly important to me as an industry worker. They are a, a judgment on who's the top five funniest comedians around. So, Brian, what do you reckon to the IFDOC Comedy Awards? I think sometimes they set an agenda here which is a little unhelpful. It's a boring thing to say about awards, but it's very easy to run through some of the legendary Edinburgh shows in the ten years I've been coming which haven't had a sniff of a Perrier or IFDOC Comedy Award. It, it seems churlish to oppose the awards, and I'm a churl, so I oppose them. <laughs> Excellent. Long way you continue to be a churl. Well, of course, love them or loathe them, we'll be following the IFDOC Comedy Awards throughout the fringe on the heckle. That's it for today's heckle. Tomorrow, some poetry from comedian Tim Key. The hotly tipped sister Psycho sing us a tune, and Lucy and Phil Nickel get raw and fishy together. So until then, bye. Bye bye. Guardian Unlimited.